Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. I know, I know it's been like, uh, been seven weeks. Uh, It feels like it's been about a year (laughs) in shooting the last episode for impeachment. I really, I think it took at least a year or two off my life. It's been crazy town times a billion. And... Just, I, I cannot believe every department pulled it off. Like, it was just an enormous amount of work in, um, like, five weeks. It was four, four weeks. It was crazy. I don't think I've ever been a part of anything like that, and I don't kind of think I want to again because it was so stressful. Um, there was one night I got home one Friday. I mean, I couldn't even make sentences. I had just such like this. I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't make sentences. I just was not uh, able to make choices and didn't care and sat on my porch with a glass of wine and stared at a candle. That's, that, that's what the show brought me to. Um, and I still feel a little, I mean, I probably shouldn't even, I'm still fresh. The wound is still fresh. I feel like, um, Patrick Alvin and I always say, you know, that first season of Veep, it was like PTSD when after we were done, like you just felt like every time the phone rang, it was going to be Veep wanting something. And it took a while for us to, and we both had that same feeling, you know, talking about it, you know, a month or so after. And I, I still, I feel like that now. So I don't know if this happens to everyone. Maybe I'm crazy and I have anxiety or something. I don't know. But I definitely feel like this show took a year off my life (laughs) when it did I literally started a year and a week ago and then we end and then I ended I had I had some wrap time so yeah in four weeks for our final episode we shot 74 sets which is basically a small feature so uh, it, it was a feat as I said, in every department, wardrobe, and I don't even, I don't know how it all got done, but it did. I, I, I'm impressed by the crew and everyone's sort of passion to get it done with very little, uh, guidance, I'd have to say, and, or, you know, steering of the boat. And we all just sort of banded together and our passion set in. And I think it's a beautiful product. I'm so really proud of it and um you'll get to see it you'll be get to see next week what I've been bitching about for a year and a half um it premieres on Fox next Tuesday September 7th I think at nine I don't know who cares what time you everybody DVRs it anyway uh so FX next week impeachment if you haven't seen a billboard you're living under a rock and the promos get better and better although the first ones uh wasn't crazy about but once they start showing clips of the show super happy so yeah 
Um, boy, I gotta tell you, I must have some real closeted housewife fans listening to this podcast because the last episode with Ryan Garten, the um, set designer, and we talked about the housewives, did bonkers. So I don't know if you re-listened to it or you took notes or you told your friends, but thank you very much. Um, I'm so glad that you enjoyed that because I certainly did, uh, speaking with him. And uh, yeah, tonight I, w- I just got done watching one of the finale, the finale of uh, Beverly Hills. Oh my God, I will come up. It's so Erica, please, you knew. You knew. I don't have to talk about it. My next episode, uh, which I can't promise you will be next week, maybe the week after, um, I want to talk about impeachment and a bit about the process of, you know, recreating the White House, Linda Tripp's house, and Monica Lewinsky's apartment. And I will tell you that I did get to meet with Monica. I did get to talk to her. Uh, we might be Pinterest buddies. I'm, I'm not going to confirm. Um... And also, in upcoming episode, I'm going to talk to Simon Dennis, who is the director of photography on impeachment. And uh, it's the first time I'm interviewing a DP. So that's cool. I kind of like that because I really want to talk about lighting (laughs) and how decorators light the shows now. I I really want to talk about that. So I hope he's ready. He's a great, oh my God, super guy. If you, I mean... If you've listened to Jamie McCall, the production designer's interview, or Michael Uppendahl, the director, all we do is gush about how super nice this guy is and so talented. So he's definitely made my work look good. I got no complaints. Great guy. So Emmy voting is closed. So I did fail you in getting some Emmy interviews, but I'm when I tell you I didn't have a minute, I didn't have a minute in the last seven weeks to devote to it. And I don't want to rush someone and, and whatnot. So I did reach out uh, to one or two people. And and also, uh, I hopefully, they'll, they'll come up to... But everybody's busy. Everybody's working, which is fantastic. So I'm super lucky to be able to talk to Sarah McMillan on this episode. Uh, Sarah is nominated for her work in the riveting limited series, Mayor of Easttown. And Sarah's resume has some real hidden gems on them, which when I looked at it, I was like, whoa, these are all interesting projects. How awesome. AMC's Dispatch from Elsewhere, which I haven't seen, but I'm seeking it out. It looks really good. It's got Sally Field in it. I don't know how I missed it. Netflix's Living With Yourself with Paul Rudd. The period film Kill Your Darlings. Her first set decorating job was on Gus Van Sant's Last Days. Hello. And in starting, she was a set dresser on the Royal Tenenbaums. I mean, that's cool. I just think that's really cool. Uh, one of my, I mean, that's one of my favorite movies. I don't know. I, I, I really wanted to just talk to her about that for a long time, but you know how I get. Uh, Sarah and I talk about how the hometown vibes for Mayor of Easttown were just absolutely perfect detail and how she captured that um, for this little fictional town outside of Philadelphia. But to me, it's straight up Delco. I don't know. I, I just think they went there and shot it. I mean, 
Sarah took over the series after the pandemic and worked seamlessly with the pre-COVID set decorator Edward McLaughlin to collaborate on her taking over and his vision and hers and working with a production designer. So she speaks a lot about that process. So grateful that she had time to speak with me. So I hope you enjoy. Listen, I, I have done so many Zoom production meetings this year in my car. Yes. Yep. Me too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not safe. It's not safe. But uh, but I I feel like I've mastered driving and Zooming. <laughs> we're space here. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah, it's great. At least you're yeah. parked. I'm like on that 405 and like <laughs> driving a freeway half the time. It's awful. It's yeah. awful. Uh, and and they expect us to do it. There's no. There's no. Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't know. In, in, at least in my world, I feel like nobody cares that I can't physically be at the meeting if there was a physical meeting. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't like it <laughs> I don't like it either I mean I feel like we all used to do that in New York you know we yeah. have drivers right but here none of us are driving with the drivers um so and I I'm certain that we'll go back to it eventually but most of us are you know yeah don't give that up you know no, yeah definitely and um, we all we are having van set deck van drivers anyway. Um, I haven't had a job since the pandemic started where I didn't have a van driver. But what I'm doing with the van driver is sending him after me to pick up like the little stuff, or right. after after the buyers to pick up the little stuff that he would be doing right. otherwise. And so all my good. vendors being kind and carrying it out to him, which is really good. Oh, that's we'll nice. see how long that lasts. <laughs> yeah, right? People people aren't going to be nice forever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think well, everyone's ever have business. I know. I, I mean, everyone's had to make so many changes that you know, us, I, I think too, everyone being a little kinder and everything. I And I find the vendors especially, obviously, because you know, we're spending a lot of money, but um, they need us as much as we need them. <laughs> so everyone should be a little more kinder to each other. And, and I think I have found ours, you know, have adjusted. <laughs> yeah, I found that everyone's adjusting pretty easily. And, and we'll, I think it's got, I think that'll last until we're into a, some kind of new, new normal. Um, so Are you, that's good. Are you guys still masks and then shields with actors? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we are. Yeah. So how we are is masks and and shields um, and eye protection. Um, and they're saying that this is eye protection. 
Oh, well, that's good. Um, you know, but in addiction, so like this behind a face shield with a mask is is enough for being with the actors. And then we're just masked in, you know, in the outer zone. Yeah. While we're testing and in the office and so on and so forth. And then we're testing between five and once a week and five times a week, depending on how much time mm-hmm. you're spending um, with the shooting crew. Like, yeah, I was I was tested three times a week because I was zone A, which is can be on set. Um, right. In the beginning, though, they didn't have my position as needing to be on set. <laughs> it was. It took about two months into shooting for them to realize. Oh yeah. They, the opening set was a was an yeah. in person activity. Yeah. <laughs> or like waiting for you know, set day to come in to, you know, to then secondhand get the notes because the designer would be in there and then go like, well, I need to yeah. brainstorm for a second. Like if, if anything needs to be adjusted and I, I don't know. Yeah. So. Needs, you know, the designer needs a collaborator there yeah. to talk with, to get it done, you know? So that's actually what we ended up doing with, with well, certainly for Mayor of Easttown. So when, when it's all started back, I did commercials for a little, for like, I don't know, we were allowed to come back in New York at the end of July. Mm-hmm. So I did a few commercials. I spent a bunch of years doing commercials, which was very fun for me to see everybody again. <laughs> uh, and uh, then I did, then I started Mayor of Easttown and on that show, Karen Wacker is, if you ever have the chance to work with her, she is probably the best producer I've ever worked with for. Oh, let me write that she, down. <laughs> yeah, Karen Wacker. <laughs> um, and, and I really say that because she's an incredibly, she's an incredibly creative problem solver and she l- listens to the crew and works hard to make, oh, to make, nice. you know, she trusts, she trusts that she's hired experts and and she listens to people and it makes everybody feel more supported and it allows for a lot more creativity and cooperation in my opinion anyway she was really really good at keeping it you know because we were all just making it up I think we were like the second production (laughs) or something that was back up and running um in on the east coast um and uh so we like made plans together and that was one of the things was like oh can we do it just with the designer or do you need to be in there we'll make we'll like make a plan and another plan so that if the plan has to shift we can just go directly into the yeah to the that sounds like a good producer thinking yeah thinking like argue for it like this is the first choice. This is the second choice. Yeah. We all agree. Okay, let's go. <laughs> so had you, had you with Mare, had you prepped it before pandemic? Uh, no. no. So the pre-pandemic person was Edward McLaughlin. He was the pre-pandemic decorator mm-hmm. and he is lovely. Um, and I recommend if you have a chance to talk to him also, mm. if you want to yep. talk with live in Pennsylvania he lives in um Atlanta actually Mm -hmm. um and he was like you know what I'm not gonna 
I just can't. Yeah. Yeah, why? <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's it's a lot anyway. And then this layer, it is it is it's a whole nother layer to think about in even just getting things to the set. Like it I don't know, for us it's just like now, you know, you make more appointments to get into the prop houses and and the yeah. beginning they weren't letting, you know, they were only letting, you know, not too many people in there and you know, at, it's it was definitely something that we kept verbalizing. Like, it's not like before a pandemic. I can't just go get a chair. I can't. Exactly. <laughs> and by the way, that chair's perfect. And I don't want to get another chair. <laughs> Even if you go and get another chair, there's a whole, for us anyway, on all the jobs that I've been on, for and certainly for mayor especially um they were very very on the covid compliance department on mayor was really on top of it and we made a bunch of plans as to how we were going to do yeah. surface cleaning and yeah. how we were going to resting and all of that stuff and we really kept to it um yeah and on for example on mayor there was still a whole process once you there was like the time to get the chair, yeah. but then there was like 45 minutes at the smallest amount to get the chair through the protocol to get it onto set. Ugh. So there was no last minute anything. No, there was no last minute anything. And one of the things I, I, I've talked about is in the beginning, you know, they would just spray everything. And then they were leaving yeah. dots on everything and warping, you know, warping wood and fabric and everything. And and uh, at least two or three times I would go to the producers and be like, I'm not paying for this L&D. <laughs> like, you, I'm taking pictures and sending it in. Like, they cannot douse all of this furniture with whatever the solution yeah. is. And they're like, well, the solution, you know, it evaporates. I go, look at this. I just, my crew just went in and cleaned everything and then you came in and sprayed and now I got to go back and clean everything. And it's not, you know, not everything is seen on camera, but I don't want that look. I don't, it's, you know. But it, the trouble is it might be. And yeah. forcing the kid not look at certain parts of the set is not what we do. Right. That's not. Right. Yeah. So. That was part of our negotiation. Um, I work with, I like to work with Harvey Goldberg as a lead man. He is wonderful. He was the lead person on Mayor. He came down with us, um, and and which was great. He's a New York lead person, but and he has his core crew is New York, but Philadelphia is close enough that, yeah. um, you know, that we could do it. Um, and he he was like, listen the last people to touch the set are not going to be people who don't know the film industry. So right. we're going to all have a set dresser. We're going to have set dressers with the, with the spray down crew so that there's not that kind of mistake. Oh, and Karen, nice. yes. And also Harvey and Karen had worked together before and they trust and love each other. So oh, it was nice. really great. And that kind of, and that kind of like, that's what I mean about Karen. Like that kind <laughs> sounds of, awesome. <laughs> and that kind of like creative problem solving made it so that we weren't losing time because, you know, if the cameras had come in and had to not look at veneer lifting, right. That that burns through so much more money. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> 
Mike, it's not just the LMD that that affects our department. It's the it's the time loss yeah. that affects shooting crew. So that's like that's just like let's burn some money, kids. Like <laughs> we got it. We got it. How how much prep did you have for the episodes? So um, we actually it was the whole show was completely cross boarded from beginning to end every every show was completely cross-boarded and the whole thing was written was complete prior to the beginning of shooting that's so, awesome <laughs> that is yeah, so it's, awesome it's, it's smart it is well it's, it's like doing a movie you know you, you do a movie there's not many like edits or like you know maybe yeah. they maybe they throw in a scene or something but they're not gonna change scenes and I mean, dialogue on on a daily basis Unless it's John Wick. (laughs) Yes, yes. I would like to know about that. I'm I'm assuming, I'm assuming that those were really hard, but we'll get this, we'll get to that. Yeah, those were really hard. Um, But also really, really fun. I love working with David and working with that director of photography is just a dream. He, Uh, He could, he is, it's a dream to work for somebody who has such a beautiful vision of the world like his his eye is just magnificent it makes such a difference in for us it makes just just such a difference and you get so much more proud of like oh my god I knew you could do it chair I knew you could do that (laughs) like look how good you look (laughs) um so we um I think I forget how much prep time we had um, they actually, because Edward took some time to just dis- to come to the conclusion that he wouldn't, wasn't going to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, so they, so I think, I forget how much prep time we had at the beginning. They had a bunch of prep in, at the beginning, um, in pre-COVID times. Mm. And then we had six weeks, maybe, maybe more. I, I just forget. Well, because- that's a good that's a decent chunk. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure too. Like location scouting. I mean, it just takes up so much time, and it's a lot. It's a lot. I knew a lot of locations. Yeah, we had a lot of locations. Um, but you know, and we also um, I just have to readjust this guy. Okay, there we go. Um, and they, yeah, but settled pretty early on I mean not all they certainly weren't settled when when our our part of the show began um which was about halfway through oh. they got about half done pre-covid then there was the covid hiatus and then um then I came on and one of the one of the really wonderful things about that was the transition that um I just hadn't had I hadn't um Maybe I had. I've. No, I don't think I'd ever taken a show on in the middle like that prior. Right. And working with Edward and collaborating with him for the handoff of what they had of of the show was yeah. really delightful. Oh, that's great. He, and yeah, and so I started. They had done about half of the police station Mm -hmm. um and we completed the police station so he and i had like a lot of it was like a real mesh and collaboration at a distance by zoom i'm Um, sure too i mean if i was i mean i've handed stuff off uh actually no i haven't i'm usually the one coming in (laughs) i'm usually the one coming in and like okay can you just give me some breadcrumbs so i can like put this all back together or 
But I would yeah. feel like it's such, you're, it's such, it's like your baby. And so I'm sure he wanted to just nurture it and give you everything so that, it, you know, you had all the tools or all the, you know, discussion that has been previous. Because that's the hard part, like missing that detail that, you know, the designer put out and then he ran with. But then you don't know really why that, you know, why is that cork board over there? Like, so, yeah. Yeah. With the police station, we had that because that was the one that we came into mm-hmm. um, in the middle. Like you know, it was really half, half and half. Um, uh, and and that was great. Um, and we got to talk a lot about that. And then we got to talk about um, and then other other things like we redid because they changed who who um, Mayor's boyfriend uh, was the the. They changed the actor, they so we had to reshoot all of. Oh, that. oh you had to reshoot. Yeah. Oh, you had to redo all that. Had, but because of because of COVID, um, and also because of ver- there were various exigencies um, because of the shooting schedule and all yeah. this stuff, and also because of actor availability, um, the, we didn't go back to any of the locations they had shot with the prior actor. So we were redoing it completely. Mm. I mean, we were like just doing we were re, we were doing sets from the ground up what what were your builds uh we did um well so the police station of course right. um mayor's house was a build on the stage of course the exterior was uh not of course but the exterior was a location mm-hmm. um but mayor that was edward's um that was Edwards build. We did, uh, you know, various hotel rooms for builds, um, and then was the uh, um where the it, where the guy kept the girls. Was that a build? Like what? Or that location? Like how was that all done? It's it's so and it's so beautifully shot too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that was actually a really fun and interesting set. That was our set. Um, That was a post-COVID set. We did. So the first, the ground floor, where they come in, Mm -hmm. that was a location. So the exterior was a location and then the ground floor of that. And then the upstairs was a build Mm -hmm. Um, so that it could be bigger, so that we could pull walls away, and also so that the heavy, intimate, like intense emotional stuff was happening in a controlled environment. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, with those girls. But the really cool thing about that was um, they storyboarded it very, they very oh, happy. So helpful. And so we got to plan the set in conjunction with the planning of the storyboard, the builds in conjunction with the planning of the storyboard. Oh, so, so smart. <laughs> And they, they really were true. You know, they said that they were going to, they shot the things. They shot they what they said, said they were going to do? Oh, wow. Yeah. This sounds like a dream project. <laughs> this is like, you're good producers. They shot what they said they were going to do. You got storyboarding. Oh, uh, I mean, it's amazing. It wasn't like a commercial or something. No, no, no. But, you know. That particular sequence because it's so emotionally intense and because yeah. there's so much going on that's very important time-wise, they storyboarded that particular sequence. Not, I actually don't think we got storyboards for any of the rest of Well, uh, I'll take one sequence. I'll take, I mean, I think, I think it's fantastic. It's fabulous. Um, so that was really fun to do. And uh, 
we pulled a lot of details. We, we got very inspired by details um, from the location uh, mm. in terms of like wallpaper and um, oh, I mean, we it. added wallpaper, but there was extant wallpaper um, that we that we like peeled off to reveal. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then there was also, we were all, God also got very inspired by certain, there were like layers in, in the attic of the actual location, there were these layers of period linoleum. Um, and so we, we recreated that a little bit in the attic uh, as well. So we were doing, we had some really great vendors. And then all the walls we, with all the sheets, I mean, that's collaborating with set deck of like what, or unless you stuff them. But you stuffed them. Oh, nice. That was, uh, nice. That was, uh, Matt Duncan, it, who is one of my, who was one of the buyers on that. He's another set decorator. So I, another thing that I said was at the beginning, I thought that it would be more like 30% more work with mm. COVID. It turned out that it was about 20% more work. Mm. Um, and that's been pretty consistent um, for it to, to my, I mean, of course, that's like a rough estimate. And that's like but, definitely an but you but know like <laughs> yeah yeah it's more it's more <laughs> yeah um so i i said what we should we will need and also because we were um we were trying to silo uh mm. sets so that we would have a buyer so that i was the only cross-contamination right. between right yeah so we were trying to cycle so I said I needed four buyers, including the assistant set decorator. Um, so it was me plus four. Yeah. Um, and anyway, Matt Duncan is an amazing artist um, in in his like other life. <laughs> and I asked him to, and what that wall, I don't know, there wasn't a whole lot of that wall in, of um, soundproofing that we did in the area where the women were being held hostage. Yeah, I have a picture. Uh, I have a picture of it up because I was, I, then I went and looked at like photos last night and I was like, God, I, I was wondering if it was art department and then you handed over stuff or if, or if set deck did it. So I th I just think it's, it's so gross. It's so good. It's so sad. <laughs> did was we I talked about a lot with Keith and he was like I want it to be um he was so the quilt on Mare's bed is um they made they had that made mm -hmm. in the pre times um but I'm not sure if it was an Amish quilt maker or if it was just somebody who makes quilts in Amish country mm -hmm. but it was by traditional Pennsylvanian quilt maker beautiful and they chose the color palette for the whole show and they bought they bought the fabrics um i mean the overarching color palette they right. bought the fabrics right. and that that was what we kept returning to as like a as a color palette more or less anyway so we we took that we were kind of like trying to make a, a dark mirror of that kind of quilt smart smart on, on the wall with like a soft wall sculpture and um we spent a bunch of time i have a bunch of pickers that i work with um who do clear outs and estate sales and um at the beginning of a job i'll say i'll give them i mean of course everybody does this right but yeah. i gave my i gave perry put your, put your alerts out anyone <laughs> yeah i gave him 
and that included certain kinds and periods and colors of vintage mattresses, um, which we cut up and used there. Oh, nice. And yeah. And I think Anne went and did the shop. I think I, I sent Anne. I did part of that shop because um, I, I just love, I love those guys. Um, <laughs> so I went out there, and I also had Anne go out there. So we. We did it. She's, she was my second on that job and she's also a brilliant decorator. So she's, and she's coming up. She's not yet, but she'll another couple jobs. I know (laughs) all these new faces and it's so great. And then at the same time, I'm like, I used to be a new face. Now I'm old. Now I'm an old face, (laughs) but you got it. And, and I think it's too, you know, just a sidebar, like you got to teach everybody, like you got to help like the way we were helped if you were and it's I'm always like I'm trying always to be like hey look at this or this is how I do my budget or this you know but yeah, yeah. it's always and and uh weirdly enough on our show we made a hall call and no one was available here and so my coordinator was able to get a couple days into our union which I was like that is like the rainbow of sunshine on this dreaded stormy path we've been on for a year so I'm super happy for anyone who'd like just, you know, because it's so hard. It's just stupid. It's so hard to get in. It's just stupid. But yeah, that's great to hear that like coming up and talented. It's always great. Yeah, very talented, interested, committed. Anyway, she we got her. She was a PA with me and David on a job that we did. Um, I was seconding for David and she came on. She was um, she had been working for our lead man for our lead man's wife in her business where she she sells vintage um glasses frames and (laughs) and and he was like well and smart why don't you hire her (laughs) see how see it's not it's not who you know it's who remembers you i i am firmly believing it's not like you could know a million people but if you're not memorable and you're not you know on someone's mind you're not going to get thought of. <laughs> That's just. It, it is relationships. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. If you make yourself indispensable to somebody, they think of you. Yeah. Yeah. You got to yeah. gotta be the thorn. <laughs> yeah. Thorn amongst roses, I think. <laughs> oh, that's what I did. Um, but... so, that wall, so we did that. We like did it with, you know. Yeah. With vintage mattresses and bedding and um clothing that we had that we spent a bunch of time pulling together mm-hmm. and then some of it i think we bought all of that stuff pretty much um but uh one of the so there was like a little bit of a drapery oh. um in mm-hmm. front of the area where um the one woman who had been captive for so long was staying on and then that fabric that fabric actually was a piece of fabric that edward had found um in the pre-covid times and me and the draper janice just had fallen in love with how beautifully it moved and Mm. so we like teed it down because it was kind of a hot red um we'd like teed it down and we got it down and then the scenics came in and did some work with the edges and stuff. And, and yeah. so that was, so that was another like, Oh, we're going to put some of Edward in here too. Aww. So they 
part of the set too. You know what I mean? So there yeah. was this real. There is such a collaboration. I'm feeling that you, you know, the influence and or you know having the communication with him and that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. I mean, it, the communication was really at the beginning of the show, and by the time we got, we shot that at the towards the end. Mm. Um, but it, we still had that like warm feeling, yeah, you know, towards him and those ideas. So we really and we really wanted the show to have the same the same kind of like both warmth and the same kind of intense tangled Gordian knot yeah. community structure throughout it because it does have this intense yeah it's so you know, good that's what that's what the show is really about it's a portrait of a town that has these intensities and is bound by the intent by that by those intensities bound together as a community and both good and bad and yeah and so we wanted to anyway so we were trying to put that in there <laughs> so did you did you have like a philly expert in there like did you have yeah you yeah, had, had some one of our buyers, Joanna Hartel, grew up in Philadelphia. Um, nice. She was, we had like tons of research of interior people's houses. Um, we had a bunch of really, really talented set dressers from, um, who are both Local 52, which is the New York and the East Coast Union, but who are also Local 8, um, oh, yeah. which is the Philadelphia-specific union. Anyway, who's like, Lisa was unbelievably talented mm -hmm. um and she's a real she's a brilliant set decorator i mean set dresser um she's not a decorator mm. and doesn't want to be <laughs> uh, and uh and so we had like a real we had a real conversation about that and then who else we had michael mizrahi he's also from philadelphia mm. um a little bit at the beginning buying with us um so we had a bunch of Philadelphia experts That's um, and we were in constant communication, but also we just had tons of research <laughs> and we were constantly going back to that. So and helpful. then um, for Edward's side, he had his buyers um, were uh, his, his buyers were uh, both Philadelphia but and we had a bunch of people who had been on the who had been dressers on the pre-covid half who came with us nice. on the post half and so there was a continuity there oh, i had worked with a bunch of them on dispatches from elsewhere so i had a relationship with them already oh, that's great. Uh, and also i had done dispatches Oh, and then Allison has been doing, she's not from Philadelphia, but she's been, she's moved there. She fell in love. I love and is one of my, one of my dearest friends and is a dynamite set decorator. Uh, and she fell in love and moved to Philadelphia. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, I, I always thought somehow I'd move back, but it never... Well, it never seemed to happen or like whenever I looked for jobs or I looked into Local 8, like it never seemed to like came. work out or I'd get a job here when I thought I could go. So I never, I don't know. I mean, that, by the way, there, it's really, it's a town where there, there's enough work coming through now in this golden age of television yeah. that we seem to be having. And I sort of 
am anticipating it's going to continue for at least eight more years or more or less maybe more um I hope so too I feel like it's good for the like expansion of creativity in the industry I think it's really good I just want the I just want our contracts to get done (laughs) I just (laughs) exactly yeah yeah it's a where the people who live there get booked pretty up. Because they're not that they, deep. They can't be that deep in... They're not that deep. Yeah. They're not that deep. And the people who come, you know, there's like crews out of New York that will co- go down to Philadelphia. Like now my crews will are doing that. Crews out of Pittsburgh. But then when there's shows in Pittsburgh and shows in Philadelphia, it's yeah. been... You, Basically, what I'm saying is there's an opportunity for you to come out and, and key something out there if you want it. And you put the word out. like. Now I feel like I'm too to old and scared to, like, <laughs> not really, because I would. Well, I can't now. I got three-year-old twins. But uh, I, I feel, and of course, I got, like, two or three offers to, like, Atlanta. And then I was like, where were you five years ago? Where were you when I could travel? And now I'm like... I can't, but I could, I mean, I could do it if I really wanted to, but you know, but whatever. Um, but while they're young, if your partner, I mean, yeah, he can, if your partner can travel, you guys could move, you know? Yeah. He's a therapist. So he does it all zoom anyway. So what's the difference? Oh yeah. He actually really mobile job. I know. Now he does. Um, I, I would say whenever I see something from uh, or, a fil- or a show based in Philly, it's always like, did they get the accents, which they nailed on this? And then did they get the nuances and the, like, I hate to say, like the grittiness of Philly, like everyone's got nice stuff, but it's not like, unless you're shooting that, and unless it's that story. But it's always like nice stuff from like a generation ago when yes. it when it was the first yeah. person's house who moved there or something. Like I just feel like that the mayor's house and and all of the houses and the bars and everything just you really nailed that like so lived in and not like, oh, I rented a dirty piece of neon or something like it just looks really great and really feel I was like they shot this whole thing everything here's a location there's no way <laughs> everything here is so good that yeah. I was so we... pr- I was so proud of it in a sense of just oh, I was like they nailed it they absolutely nailed this this vibe of of outside of Philadelphia so thank you for that <laughs> well, I'm I'm so happy we we spent we spent you know I'm so happy to hear that and um to have shown that that's one of the things that as a decorator that's like the closest kind and of people are proud people are proud yeah. of their stuff too that's what's so yeah. great yeah 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 and it's just um that's how the pride the pride that you are talking about that's like a distant I had that same pride with Birdman I was like this is this looks <laughs> right you know I didn't work on it my friends were right my friends were but I wasn't on that show. I was so, but like I was like, what this is is a love song yeah. to New York, and what Mare is is a love song to Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. Just hard, hard working people, and like 
really salt of the earth and I mean this particular town that's got some problems but like well it's just one family that's the problem which is so weird but uh and one family yeah <laughs> just get that one family out of town you'll be fine oh. uh I'm not giving anything away because I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it by now it, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of one family-ish. <laughs> I'm not giving away the ending or anything, but uh, it's such a good story. And I, such a good story. Yeah. Such great. Yeah. Really, like, what a delight to get to work with such a what such a great script. So you, um, so you also did dispatches. Which I don't yeah. know how I, I, that was not in my radar at all. And it's Sally Field, who I love. I can't believe I didn't see it. And I didn't have enough time to get into it. I looked at um, photos online and everything. And then I was like, oh, she did this in Philly too. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's yeah. the Continental. Oh, there's, yeah. And then were you in the Bradbury building too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was really fun i had done that the summer prior or the summer into the winter prior i guess we wrapped right before thanksgiving or something i forget when we wrapped um yeah uh it was the winter time we were definitely all in like every every mitten you had you were wearing it oh (laughs) yeah right i mean it goes from hot as hell to cold as balls in like one month over there yeah um and that that was really fun too and uh it it was it was a very different show um it in terms of but this yeah it was a very different show um and the schedule was really really relentless um in fact uh a little bit the schedule was unrealistic. We pulled off a miracle. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Don't, I mean, we do. And it's amazing <laughs> that we pull yeah. it off and kill ourselves. And, you know, it's we an eighth, it's an eighth of a page. <laughs> yeah. But um, a lot, the, the great thing about that, show, it was hard. I think they were trying to make it, um, make it one of those things that was like a pull into the streaming a poll into the streaming uh so you could only see it if you subscribed to this oh to to amc maybe that's why i have i don't know because i'm sure that's why you have because there you can't just like kind of clatter around and be like oh well i don't have amc i'll just pull it you know i'll just pull it off of amazon or or i'll just you know i'll just find it somewhere there's no or at least there, there wasn't any way to do that. And I think it was because they wanted people to, like, dive in. Right. And, like, it's Peacock. And, it's like the Peacock or whatever. Like, Or, like, CBS has their thing. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but it was, it was a really fun show, a very inventive show. You know, it's centered around a game it has a lot of layers of reality to it it reality and fantasy and yeah. unreality and that was really fun to build kate bunch is um a delight to work with as a designer i really what like really fun really oh, nice. delightful uh you know collaboration and sparking and um and like great you know fast decision making together which was what that show needed because it was 
just, it, like I said, it was a relentless train. Um, but we had a great crew. And on that one, Alison Froling was my second. And, um, and of course, that, that show is also very Philly-centric, but a yeah. different part, a different world. Yeah, like different... Center City, like downtown. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And like Philly Magic Gardens. It's yeah. kind of like the, you know, and the beautiful murals. Yeah. And the, you know, the artistic that part of and there yeah so the magical realism is is a place that my heart also really goes to and um and kind and that and that I love to do and so that that was the real pleasure on that one I have to say that a lot of the same crew that was on that show was on so nice it's so nice to see a familiar face (laughs) oh yeah and also you have like you have like a working language already which is great yeah so I at the end um I don't know I was saying goodbye to squares who's the special effects person on both shows and he was like uh yeah this was a fun show but like it was but you know it was no dispatches (laughs) (laughs) because of the stuff that we got to do right right all magical you know right I know I'm really gonna I'm really gonna seek that out because I, I I was like, where did this come from? I hate that that you could I mean look, I'm pretty aware of everything. I I'm real I, I try to be. Yeah. And, and I was like, I never heard of this. Where did this come from? This is crazy. But yeah, so I'm gonna try to seek that out. <laughs> and especially because it's it's also Philly and everything, but I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. So anyway, it was a very fun show to do. There you have it. Um, and then, yeah. Well, I, I, we jumped right into it just because we, I guess we like to talk. But um, <laughs> I, t- I usually start with how did you get in? How did you get oh. into this world? <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, so I, um, I did, um, in, in, it, this was not a world that I knew about prior to, I think really until after I was working in, in film already, mm-hmm. um, I didn't even know that this was like a thing. I mean, there were like inklings in film. I did film studies and I did, um, an, I was an American studies major with a concentration in visual culture, which really meant mm-hmm. that I did art history and, um, and film studies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was like a little bit of stuff where my film studies professor was like, oh, yeah, this like painting that you're talking about in the background of, you know, this whatever, you know, <laughs> I think it, I forget what show it was that I was writing about it was like, oh, yeah, the set decorator must have had a really good time hanging that painting or whatever. And and I was like, oh, huh, OK, there's somebody called a set decorator. <laughs> right. right. Means nothing. <laughs> Um, and so I started out in that world. I PA'd. I was a production assistant um, in that world. And then a friend of mine was doing non-union work um, and knew that I had spent a lot of time doing, um, I worked as a child and a teenager um, with a group called Bread and Puppet Theater Company, which oh you may God. or may not know of. I don't, They're, but that's um, fascinating. You worked with puppets. <laughs> As a, you know, as a young person. Yeah. Um, they're sort of large scale, like three or four story puppets for the outdoors and, and, the, and parades and stuff. And, um, 
actually, if you saw Across the Universe, that Julie Taymor picture. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Um, so those puppets are based on that's that story. Oh, is, yes. Now um, I hear, yes. Schumacher, the founder of Bread and Puppet Theater. Oh God, um, so that's sort of like to give you sort of an idea, those large scale puppets are similar to what, wow. to what, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, so I worked with them. And so my friend was like, I'm art directing this small picture. I need a prop. Do you want to come? And I, I was like, well, yeah, I need a, you know, I, I need a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just really liked the art department. I liked the, I, and I liked um, thinking about designing, I liked thinking about designing the whole world rather than just <laughs> and, and what we're wearing in the world, designing the place that people came to. So that's, so I made the transition. Oh, that's awesome. And then, yeah. and then as into, you made a transition into the art department or into like, Right yeah, away, I mean, working. I was. I made a transition into the art department. This was very early on. Yeah. In, uh, and uh, and I was doing, um, you know, I was doing props. I was set dressing, and then I started to. Then I got into the union, and I um, I fell in with some great people who uh, who I love and still uh, hang out with to this day, <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, and I decided, you know, and I worked with them for a few years. Um, and uh, I just really took to it. And I decided that I want to be wanted to be a set decorator. So and I pursued that and I told everyone. I also feel like what you were saying before is like, it's not who you know, it's who remembers you. It's not who you know, just who you know, but it's what they think you want. Mm. So if you tell yeah. If you can figure out what you want and you tell the people around you, they'll help you. Yeah. Yeah. Most people will. I mean, especially I think in like art department wise and like in our world, it is, it is like, oh, you know, someone's creative. I want to help, you know, nourish that. I want to, I want them to, you know, somehow fulfill a dream or, you know, it's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean. And so, and so I was like, I had been working for, um, Bruce Gross. Um, I, I worked on Angels in America as a set dresser oh, yeah. and, um, and I was like, Ruth Antelion, who was the on-set dresser, took me under her wing and she's, she's also a brilliant artist and really was one of the best on-set dressers, if not the best on-set dresser in New York. Right. Um, she's kind of retired at this point, um. Uh, anyway, she took me under her wing and we became very good friends. We do outside of film work uh, together in kind of the art world and the underground oh, art world. Um, so I do have a practice of that kind of oh, that's awesome. work that I, that I continue um, oh, that's fantastic. to do. I'll do, you know, I'll do several major I'll do, I'll do film work and then I'll do, you know, one or two pieces. Cause that world is, as I'm sure you know, drastically 
underfunded. <laughs> yes, you have to. You gotta fund your own paints. You gotta like. But what a what another beautiful creative outlet that you have. Yeah, and I feel like the practices really have grown in. They've grown in tandem, and each the experiences of each feeds the other. So for dispatches from elsewhere, a lot of the there are like a few. It's about a sim. It's a. It's about the underground art worlds in, to a certain extent, oh. in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and those underground art worlds are connected to ones that I'm active in um, here in New York and in San Francisco and New Orleans. Oh, that's um, great. And you know, mostly New York, but they're connected to these other places. You know, right. so I was able to like you know, call and be like, Hey, I know that you used to do, I know you did an installation here. Can I rent pieces of that installation? Oh, that's great. That's so great to have those resources. Yeah. So it can not just feel right, but actually be right. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. You're not like in a, you know, I mean, there's great art in our art prop houses, but trying to make a collection out of it or make it cohesive isn't always possible other more than four pieces <laughs> like so you want to give the money to the oh definitely who make the work too you know definitely. like i mean i rent don't get me wrong I totally oh yeah i rent i love but, you know, i place it times when it's right and times when the other thing is right yeah yeah there's uh yeah. there's a great place in uh los angeles like a little art artist community the brewery that I've gone down and met with artists and and have bought things I oh I always search Etsy I always try to get get art off of there and and in fact I've had so many not so many but I've definitely had a lot of people email me about pieces um from uh shows that I've done that I bought on Etsy and I've you know given out their page them. Yeah. 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 I've had that a little. I had that with um living with yourself actually. There I love that. that. Is that I coming have... back? I loved that show. <laughs> I don't think it is. Oh. They had said we stored a little bit of it, but they didn't think that it was gonna come back. So I, liked I don't it. think it will. <laughs> um that's not that wasn't in their plan when they finished it. They were like, oh. Well, I don't know, maybe. I mean, they left, like, a really big cliffhanger, didn't they? Like, the chick was pregnant or something. Like, they, it was, like, a really good, like, ending of, like, oh, season two. Bummer. I knew. But they didn't feel like it, like that. They felt like, and and if it comes back, I, as I recall, it wasn't going to be about that. It was going to be an anthology. Oh. 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 It felt like the, the story, rather than, like, about the progression of those people's lives the story was about that moment in their lives where they were struggling with fertility and struggling with like identity resolution so that like that story did finish true true i I thought paul rudd was really good in it too oh he was great what a yeah watching the dailies was great (laughs) i'm sure Uh, can I ask how many typewriters did you have to get for can you ever forgive me (laughs) oh um let's see I mean I think we probably I don't know I think that's I think that was a really good movie and I think it was under like under the radar I thought that was like super interesting 
I never heard about it, really. I mean, this true story about this woman, this woman forging letters and all the lengths that she went to. And I thought Melissa McCarthy was so good in it. I love yeah. that movie. Was that I a mean, good they were, they were terrific. I, that was a great pleasure. That was with one of my favorite production designers, who's also one of my close friends, um, Stephen Carter, who's such a dream. Uh, to work with and such a wonderful person. Um, and I just love the, I love that creative conversation. Um, I love how invested he, he is in, in storytelling, storytelling with architecture, which is of course what we do. Um, and, uh, and I love, I love the kind of, I love the kind of story that was. Yeah. And I feel like it's important to tell the story of, just prior to this great change in technology that we've had that we're actually talking on right now right <laughs> which just prior to the cell phone and even more to the point just prior to the transition to to smartphones so just prior to having a computer in your pocket at all times um this was this was telling the story of a time where the written word was on paper yeah, it's beautiful. And um and that was really wonderful to tell. <laughs> remember those loved... remember those days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people younger than us, those the 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 ones coming up now don't remember those days. I know, it's crazy. Uh, um, her her apartment was wonderful. I must say, like that classic, like New York apartment and that whole color palette of her and even with the wardrobe and like just how she's washed out. And I just thought of, I think that movie is a gem. I really like it. It's one of my the favorite, one of my favorite projects. Um, yeah. Beautifully done. Beautifully uh, done. I loved doing it. And, um, it, it was really it was really a delight to do and you got and um, you went into those huge libraries and everything was that shot all in new york in libraries um it was shot primarily in new york yeah. uh a little bit out of town but almost entirely in new york nice so that was i'm trying i don't remember it was that late 80s yeah and yeah. early 90s. And early 90s. I just got yeah. done doing the 90s. I'm so sick of the 90s. I'm, so... uh, <laughs> I'm doing a little bit. The thing that I'm starting to do um, <sighs> on Tuesday, I'm starting up on, well, I guess I've really started it already, um, uh, is um, uh, set, you know, it's contemporary, but there's like a little bit of early 90s stuff. Mm. I don't know. I like doing the 90s. Oh. Or that's was really enjoying it because now it's more established what it looked like but at that time it hadn't it was all over the place it's so all over the place it's shabby yeah. chic it's black and white like it's like you know that remnants of the 80s geometric yeah. is still but like with neon like yeah it's so all over the place but i'm <laughs> i'm rewatching yeah. i'm rewatching the sopranos Oh, fun. Oh, it's, it's, it's so good. And I had watched like one or two episodes in like preparation and everything, just looking at their, at their, um, palette and, and, and such. And, but I'm really watching it now and I'm like, 
I should have watched this a year ago. <laughs> like, all of it is so, but it's so tacky 90s. It's so jer like that Jersey tacky 90s. It's so good yeah. though. Like they the had a great time doing that job. They really did. I and they HBO. That was one of the places where they were like, "We're gonna put movie money into this so yeah. that it looks like yeah. so that it looks right." Yeah. We oh yeah. We're gonna do it right, and they did. And and to me, there's um, but you know when you when you get into like other people's apartments, like lesser characters, it's not overdressed. It's realistic. And I think that's always hard for the DP or this, or can we get a picture over here and everything? And it's it's done really well in not a super cheesy way. It's I just find it realistic, you know? I, I feel like that, it, I mean, that it has to be a collaboration. That's a serious collaboration yeah. between the the director of photography and the on-set dresser. There yeah. has to be a real understanding between those three people yeah. to make that look in, in America, anyway. Yeah, Maybe not in France. Yeah, but it not in France. But it's commitment. In America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's commitment not to put a picture on every wall, and yeah, yeah. because that's not how the world is, and no. so it. You know, if you're going to look at the world, if you're going to look at the whole set, that's not what it looks like. We did a lot of work, um, you know, Keith and I were, are, and Edward too, very much on the same page about that. We did a lot of work on that on Mare to yeah. make sure that it was yeah. like. Yeah, realistic. The way the world is, yeah. not, the way, not the way we show it, but the way it is. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, with various design interventions um, <laughs> to tell the story, but. Yeah. And it, you're right. It definitely, I mean, I've said more than on one show to different, you know, onset dressers, you're, you know, you're my voice when I'm not here. Don't you dare <laughs> put a picture on this wall. It's been discussed. We've done it. Like, you know, and yeah. inevitably it's always like, hey, we're seeing that wall. Are you sure? And it's like, I'm absolutely sure. Do not yeah. do it. Don't move. Don't move the picture over into frame. Don't just let it be what it is. <laughs> like, and and now and I think in how we're all doing elevated design of realism now. I mean, I, I think a lot of our shows want realism. I don't think the argument is there as much, but it's still there. It's still there, and it's and it's. Um... It's there, even if it's not in the words, it's in the visual culture of American filmmaking and, yeah. and in particular, American TV making, right? Right, yeah, so, TV especially. But it's in both of those places. And um, and it's hard to get yourself out of it, but I think we are. Well, yeah. I always said, well, move the camera. Don't move my shit, move the camera. Why would well, I move this whole thing over three inches? Just move your shot. I don't know. <laughs> Just move the camera. Move the plot. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that can be, you know, if you, and certainly I feel like our onset dresser for mayor, Aaron Pitts, was was good at that. And he was, he was very good at being communicative when they were asking him to do stuff that Keith and I had been like, just, you know, this is, this is how this wall is. There are, these are the reasons why yeah. this is what we care. 
Yeah. And then also being very clear about like, this is some stuff, this is like the table of stuff that you can pull from oh, yeah. this other stuff or, but also, you know, if they're asking for a major change, like they're turning around in a three wall set or something, which they did do. And I'm so relieved that they did not use the footage. <laughs> um, oh my God. They were, I know. Um, I, you know, call me. I, it doesn't matter what time of day or night it is. Like, oh, I, I shit my pants every time I see the on. <laughs> yeah. I so sh- out here by yourself without yeah. the goods. Like, you know, <laughs> I, it's total panic every time I see the onset dressers like name pop up. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, no, what's wrong? And this one, Jordan Steinberg, who I've worked with many times, he's he learned to answer the phone like everything's OK. Like someone wanted to know if they if you could have the flowers or like everything's fine. I was just wondering about this, like for later on. I'm always like, oh, thank God. Thank God I've trained yeah. you well. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so nice to work with people for a long period of time i think on this next one um we're gonna i'm gonna have somebody it's not gonna be aaron it's gonna be emily i think um but maybe um but he he was on the last show that i did he was really such a delight really great guy what was uh what was your experience with gus van sant and that's Um, that's your first credited decorating job my god yeah that was my first job that's awesome (laughs) How? I mean, that was a tiny, tiny, tiny movie, right? Um, and yeah, it was, that was very hard and good. And I feel like I learned a ton. Um, uh, Tim and I, Tim had become friends with Harris. And I had the, you know, Harris Savitas, who shot that job. Mm. Who, um, may he rest in peace, that great man who gave so much to cinematography um and he was like you want to do this small job and I was like yes because I had said those things you know right around I'd been like I think I want to decorate and you know people heard right right (laughs) um so yeah that's that's what that that's what it was. It, it was crazy. Um, but it's also very contained, as you can see. I don't know if you saw that yeah. job or not. Oh, yeah, I've um, seen it. It's very contained. It's one house. We dressed everything, and then we shot it, you know? So it wasn't, like, a normal job where right. everything was And then we shot it. That was nice, though. You didn't have to say, like, oh, we're going to be shooting downstairs while you guys have to go dress upstairs. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't like that. No. Well, I mean, I guess there was one, there's like a party scene that we didn't dress until later. Mm. And maybe the police station we might not have, but the main section of the, the main section, the house was all dressed at the beginning. God, what um, a first gig. And it was, uh, yeah, so that was a standing mansion in, um, in upstate New York. And not that far upstate, a little bit up the Hudson. Um yeah, we all lived together oh. <laughs> in a Pardon. house. Um, it was very wild. Um, I mean, I not Gus and Sam. Right. The whole, <laughs> whole camera department, we all lived in this one house. And, um, it felt very, uh, I don't know, it felt very wild. And, yeah. yeah. I, well, I guess that lends to the experience, like what's on the film, too. You're almost yeah. like living yeah. all together in one house and like, 
Yeah. I also, that job, I had, um, I had Jeff Stark with me, um, which was great. Um, I don't know if he is on the role credits or not, but he came out and he, he was my second. He's, um, someone from my other world, from my, from my art and underground, uh, underground events world and stuff. And so that was very, and he had spent a long time, um, as a music critic, actually, um, prior to that. Um, so it, it felt really, so that kind of lended, lent itself to that feeling as well. Um, cause it was this other, it was bringing a different, uh, group dynamic to the, were to you the, a, uh, Nirvana fan? I mean, I like Nirvana. I saw them. Oh, wow. That's cool. I never yeah. got to see them. I, I mean, I'm not yeah. like a huge fan, but like I never got to see them. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, but it wasn't like my center thing or something. I mean, I liked them, but I wasn't like. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'm the same. Oh, yeah. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And then there was yeah. like Lorinda who cried for a week when he killed himself, like, <laughs> like in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it was. I didn't like, cry. I didn't. I was just like, oh, that guy's. That was dumb. But, but not knowing, you know, you don't know what's going on in somebody's head, but yeah. Yeah, you there's no, there's not a way, there's not a way to know. Because I love uh, Royal Tenenbaums, I have to ask about that. <laughs> I set dressed on the, ten, on the Royal ten, Tenenbaums, I was just a set dresser. I know, um, but, but still, I, that ha- like those sets, everything to me is just, I like, it's definitely well, one of those movies I just throw on. Like, I just love it. And I'm, I feel like I'm influenced by it and or I see something new every time I watch it. Yeah, it was really fun to do. It was very fun to be a set dresser on it. it you know, it was early in my career. I was working with a crew of people who I, who I love. Um, uh, Rob DeMar, Millicent Furon, uh, Scotty Rosenstock was the lead man on that job. Um, and I worked with him for a few years. Um, and, uh, and the decorators are, were terrific. Carolyn Cartwright was the New York decorator and she, um, uh, and then Sandy Wasco, uh, oh, yeah. oh, wow. the de- you know her, I know her name. I know her work. I know her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I loved them both later. I had this hiccup where I was like, maybe I should be a serious person with like a real job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all go through that. Cause we're like, what am I doing? People are saving lives and I'm picking out tassels. Wow. Well, transitioning to save lives yeah. I was like maybe I should become an architect yeah so I did a program uh at the graduate school of design at Harvard um and Sandy wrote a oh, recommendation God. for me which was so sweet oh, wow. um, and then I was like yeah no uh, yeah thanks no thanks like, this was fun but the fun parts of the GSD thing program that I did are what I already get to do right and, like the change would be getting paid less. Yeah. Your, your suicide rate is higher. (laughs) To do less interesting work. Yeah. I mean, the math. Do that. (laughs) I want to keep doing spaceships. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows what you're going to be doing? Like an architect, you, you kind of know what you're going to be doing. There's not like a huge, but ours is like, oh, I'm gonna. You're gonna do a spaceship next week. You're gonna do a jungle the week after. Like, it's cool. Yeah. It's normal. <laughs> totally normal. It's and, so wonderful. And then uh, in that though, that 
that kind of leads me to like John Wick, which is just mind blowing how many sets and visuals and everything and the palette is so oh my gosh like how is it to work on those well that is that's actually a great pleasure i love working hard and fast like that um and i love working with david schlesinger he um he i second for him i he is i just love him i love the way he thinks um he is he's a person who likes like I do, and like many of us do, who likes to learn the depth of this of the special areas, so that mm. when the experts of when the people who have the special knowledge about the space that you're in are looking at it, they're able to relax and enjoy the show rather than be like, "Wait a minute, that's wrong, and this is wrong." Right. They're able to just like look and be delighted um, by it. So. So that's the kind of, I don't know, for, for John Wick, we did a lot of research like that. So for, I guess, two, was it two or three? I think it was three, actually, where we did the, where he goes to the doctor. We did all this research and we, we hired some specialists for um, the assassin doctor who, oh, right, right. who <laughs> Chinatown and does Chinese medicine in addition to Western medicine. Um, and so we, uh, we got to you know, talk to the oldest, to like the family who owns the oldest herbal medicine, Chinese herb store in America. And they were our specialist experts for for that set, for example. So that that was really fun. I don't know. It is. It is is like you never thought you'd be researching these things that we dive into in these projects. And that's I always, always hands down my favorite part is doing the research, learning something new. Why is it designed like that? Why does it look like that? You know, it's and just... talking and getting to talk to the people yes, who's, yes. Who's, who do have the, the depth of knowledge. Yeah. For it, no, it's so you know, great. I love that. Of, of those spaces. Yeah. And, yeah. So getting into those subcultures was really, really wonderful um yeah I love doing that world and it's it's that kind of you know it's that it's the near it's the near dystopian alternative future yeah it's fun you get to the freedom you have freedom although I'm there's rule there's always rules but there the freedom in it is really nice yeah it's very delightful to to get to do that and have have that kind of like focus and investment uh in in those spaces. and huge so, huge sets yep yeah yeah it was very huge. fun huge uh are you are you watching anything good uh, <laughs> we just started watching hacks what a oh, pleasure so good it's so funny yeah. <laughs> and it's gorgeous yeah it is oh my god Did that? i don't know i off the top ellen of my head, I oh I god I forget her name. Um, it's not Ellen Christensen, is it? No, I forget her name. Because they didn't shoot out here. Of course I forget her name. Hold on. I have it right here. Do I have it right Anyway. Name? No, I don't have it right here. Um, yeah. They shot it in L.A. and Vegas. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're watching that right now. Um, yeah. What are you watching? Well, we're watching The Sopranos. And I, I have housewives. I love the housewives. 
And I don't really have anything. I mean, I just finished White Lotus, which I thought was gorgeous and funny. And I like anything Mike White does, the the, the writer. So I'm not watching much. I don't, I don't know what's on. <laughs> like I'm waiting. I just, I'm waiting for shows to come back. I'm waiting. I don't feel like there's a lot on right now. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that you can, that's like old that you can go back to. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Marie Kodo, or Kondo, she released her new, I know, it, it came out last night, and I watched, I already watched two episodes, which I think there's only four. How is it? I need it's to watch great. that. It's I great. I mean, I fold my, I, I'm all in. I'm all in, in her little world. I've read the book. I'm all mm-hmm. in. It's really hard to do <laughs> and keep up with. Yeah. But. I'm not, I'm a maximalist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I love it. I love her and I love her work. I'm just, that's just not, you know, I'm more a person. God, that, (laughs) that, the control of it or like the, I don't, I don't know. I I love it. I can't, I'm really bummed. There's only like four or five episodes, but cause maybe we'll do more. I know. I hope. I think it takes her so long to do these episodes. I don't want to take so long that, you know, like TLC's busting shit out like all the time. (laughs) process very clearly and that process is very important yeah and And, i wonder if it's like she's got a she's doing a lot of other stuff too yeah she's really empire building yeah which is so she's yeah she's she's total badass (laughs) i think i think i think she has like some connection with the container store now obviously or something or maybe it's those chicks did you watch that one with the rainbows? They put everything in a rainbow. Oh, no, I didn't see that. I forget what it's called. It made me really angry, though. <laughs> it made me, it made me really... Because... Because just because you put it in a rainbow... I mean, people didn't get rid of their shit. They just put it in a rainbow. Like, you just organized... I don't know. They're like professional right. organizers... And it's on Netflix, and I can't, I refuse to, maybe I refuse to remember the name because I was so angry about it, but. Right. And they, Talk. I think they have a line of container store too, which makes me angry. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, is, the no, is that the Novogratz people? It's two chicks. Oh, different, different thing. Oh. I don't know. I don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, it's two chicks, and I'm like, ugh, I could have, we all do that. What do you, what, why do you get millions of dollars? Because you got a pretty Instagram page? Like, I'm really, I'm really, I get really upset about it. Yes, that is why. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It sucks. And that, and that is a lot of work to it is. do. I, believe me, I have this, and I can, I don't, I'm so bad at promoting or anything. Like, I'm so, you know, we also, we're in a profession where we don't need to. do that we're doing like the work we do in this world we get to just do we get to just build how the world on screen looks right there's like literally hundreds of people who do the promotion (laughs) yeah yeah i don't it's so great (laughs) it's so funny it's so funny you say that though because the promos just came came out for the show that i'm doing it airs next week and um, a promo design team came in and shot it. Like, we weren't a part of it. And um, we hated, hated what they did. 
Like they took our sets and they rearranged and it was almost like offensive of like, uh, why did you do that? Like, I hope nobody thinks that I put all of those portraits on the wall like that. Or like, it was just sort of like, oh. but now they're like showing clips of the show, which is like, whew. but <laughs> the designer and I were not into how they designed and shot the, the two big promos and we're like that's a bummer I've never had that that's, happen before yeah I've always had the promo team like interface with yeah. me and the designer and had it come I've never had it that other way I just got the text okay I need to hop into this other meeting yes yes uh, thank you so much good luck good luck good luck good luck I know I mean I think you're I hope your ace is there. Good luck. Good luck. Are you are you going? Are you going? I'm not going to go. I'm just starting this new show. So oh, nice. I'm going to stay out here, you know, and uh, the the designer, she's moving up from, you know, she's done a little bit. She's an old friend nice. um, who's moving from being an art director. And I just, she's like a very good friend. So nice. Well, that should be good. I want, I want us to hit the ground running. Yes. <laughs> With, well, good luck. Thank you so much for giving me this time. I know I like popped into you and was like, hey, well, <laughs> so thank I, you. It's been a pleasure. And um, good luck with your new show. Thanks. The, and, and are you finishing? Is that right? I'm, I just finished last week and then I'm, I'm starting up um, a show in like October. So I have a month off. Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Well, enjoy your month. Thank you. Enjoy thank your you. Month with the like relaxed. Isn't Sarah just darling? She's so sweet. And she sat there in her car the whole time. I felt so bad, but I've done it. I've, I've taken many meetings in my car and it, you know, it sucks. But sometimes it's the only place that's quiet and nice. So I don't, I don't blame her. Um, but just to hear the amount of detail that went into Mayor of Easttown and the research that her and her crew did and these, you know, really good set dressers who were into the detail and... Sarah also wanted me to mention that um, Kamitha Cashin, who was Edward's buyer in the pre-COVID portion of the show, was a, a Philly expert and really helped her in creating the look. I can't even go on about the value of a great buyer. Um, I could not have done the last year and a half without the buyers that I had. Haley Contestable, Ashley Rice, Jennifer Mills. Jane Madden, Ethan Goodwin, who was there before COVID, they're just essential. And just finding and seeking out these exact pieces that are needed to tell the character's story. Like buyer, a good buyer is invaluable. And the support that you get from them is just something that you really need <laughs> um, in your dark days. <laughs> so it's a true talent to be a good buyer and I've said it before so um yeah and it sounds like Sarah's has great crews whether she's working in Philadelphia or New York um so that's great I mean she she definitely seems supported um on all of her projects that she was talking about so thank you so much Sarah for um letting us in on Mare <laughs> it was awesome thank you on our next episode, I'm going to talk about the sets in the premiere of Impeachment. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about how to wrap out a show 
and not lose your mind. Because <laughs> there's a lot to do, especially with the assets uh, that you acquire over purchasing in the, sh in the show. Tons of paperwork and L&D and, you know, swapping things out for prop houses. It's, it's a process. Um, and as I said, I'll be interviewing uh, DP Simon Dennis talking about um, his work on impeachment and other shows like Peaky Blinders, he did Ratchet, The Politician, and like a hundred more. This guy works. You look at this guy's resume, you're like, have you slept in the last like 10 years? <laughs> it's crazy. So I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Wanup for Decorating Pages. I hope you have a happy Labor Day weekend and relax on a stogie floaty. Stogie Floaty Luxury Pool Float. Float in style. Available now on Etsy and stogiefloaty.com. <laughs>